Welcome back, everybody. Last time was a bit of a technical class. Today is also going to be a little bit technical. I'm sorry. But we're going to continue with where we were in the Ali and some more with Ravashlag. So just to refresh on what we said with the Ali. So there was a second circle created inside the first circle. And that is the circle of Chokhmah of Adam Kadmon. And there's a third circle within the second circle, and that one is called Bina of Adam Kadmon. And on this, in this way that we've been talking about since last class, it continues downwards a little bit each time and creates a new circle. And the first one was Keter, and then we have Chokhmah, and then Bina, and then Chesed, all the way down. Until Malchut. Adigul Yud Igul Malchut Adam Kadmon, which is the tenth circle. So Malchut is the tenth one because there are ten Sfirot from Ketel to Malchut. Harenit Bayerinyan Hayud Sfirot Shneetzlu Besod Yudigulim Zetochze. And that is the explanation of how the ten, the ten circular Sfirot or the ten circular vessels were emanated one within another. Let's return to the Ali. We covered last time how the line and circle is built. We have first the first three sfirot of the linear sfirot, and then all ten sfirot of the circular sfirot, and then the next seven linear sfirot. And that's all within one sphira of the overall system. Mitzrichim Nizahel, Ravashlak says. So Ravashlak says we have to be careful. So we have to be very careful not to do what? We have to be careful not to fall into the trap of making it a physical thing in our minds. So remember, all this talk of circles and lines and above and below is because we don't have a better metaphor than these, this terminology. But we're not talking about physical shapes or physical distance. So, even though it's tempting to think like that because of the language that we're using, you have to remember that when we say direct light or, or linear, linear vessels, we mean that the light goes to the vessel through the masach, the screen. Meaning what? It can't get to the fourth phase. The, the screen is just above Khidadalid, the fourth phase. The light can't get there. But the light is going to those vessels. That's what Oriashar means, or linear light, linear linear spherot, linear vessels. And when the light comes to the vessels that don't have a screen above Prinadalet, they don't have that masach, that's called the circular sfirot or the circular vessels. You should remember. Even though the circular vessels don't have screen or a masach, a blockage over the fourth phase. Even though 
After the first Tzimtzum, which is the only Tzimtzum that we've talked about so far, after the first Tzimtzum, even though there's no screen over phase four, the light still doesn't arrive to phase four, even of the circular vessels, which don't have the blockage or the screen, the masach. They must receive from the light of the line. Which is direct light. And the light that is proper for the fourth phase doesn't get there at all. Why? Two reasons. One, we have the contraction, which minimized the fourth phase, so that the desire is no longer there. There's nothing to draw that light that is supposed to go to the fourth phase. And two, the masach, the blockage. That screen is blocking any light that would get there from getting there. So this lack of light that we have in the fourth phase of circular vessels, it's not because of the vessels themselves. Because they have no they have no blockage above the fourth phase. So why is there no light there? It's because the contraction has has left its mark on the entire system, including the circular vessels. And since the contraction is not considered a lack, meaning what? Therefore, all the all four phases of the circular vessels are equal in their level. And all the darkness that we have, that we find in the, in the fourth phase, is because of the light that comes through the line, that doesn't make it there to the fourth phase. That's why there's no light. That's why the light's not there. Not because of the tzimtzum. Why not because of the tzimtzum? The light is coming anyway. The tzimtzum minimized or diminished the desire, the fourth phase of desire, meaning the vessel could no longer handle that light. So the light is coming anyway, even even because even with the contraction, but the vessel has nowhere to put it. And then you have the masach that's created, that blockage. So why must the circular vessels not get any light to their fourth phase? Not because of the contraction, but because if they did get light from the fourth phase, like we talked about last last time, then they would cease to exist as individual things. It would all go back to the endless light, which is why we had the whole idea of surrounding light, this shining from afar that the circular vessels get from the endless. And what does it mean that the circular vessels, none of them are above or below each other in this, in this spiritual way? If you take concentric circles, no matter how big or small the circle is, half of the inside circle is going to be higher than the bottom half of the outside circle, even if the outside circle is bigger. And half, and half of one circle is going to be below the other circle. So doesn't matter which half you pick, it's going to be above or below half of the other circle. And that's 
that's why we chose, that's why the Ari and, and Ravashla chose these, this image of concentric circles. Because the way that these vessels are built, they have this similarity between them, that they're all equally, equally receiving the light from the same line. That's what makes them the same. So, once you understand this, that after the circular vessels receive the light from the line, only then is there a difference between them of greater and lesser. Also within the ten sefirot of Igulim, so the vessels and the ten sefirot. So Zeranpin is more important and more bigger than the fourth phase, which is Malchut. Because after the contraction, in the fourth phase, there is no light. That's Malchut, there is no light. But in Zeranpin, which is phase three, there is some light. And in Bina, uh, in the circular sphere of Bina, there's more light than there is in Zeranpin. Because it's farther away from the fourth phase. Meaning what? Like we said last time, how do we know what's greater and what's lesser in the world after the contraction? Whatever is farther away from the fourth phase is higher. Why? Because it has more light. So the closer you get to the fourth phase, the less light there is there. Why? We diminish the desire in the fourth phase. There's there's nothing pulling it all the way down. So in the first phase, it has all the desire behind it pulling pulling the light down. In the third phase, it only has the it only has its own desire that's pulling it down. But remember, these, this separation in what's higher and what's lower is not because of the vessels themselves. It's because of the way that the light comes down through the linear sphere. This linear system that we now have is what makes the difference. The circular sphere, from their own perspective, are the same, but now that they have to be defined by the light that they get from the linear sfirot, that's when we start to have a difference. So we've already covered that within the ten sfirot, with all the different names, we also have the concept of the four phases. Their root, meaning what's the root of everything, the desire to give that was in the Creator's original desire, that's called Ketel. And the first spreading out to, in the process of going to the emanated, meaning the first phase is called Bina, and the second phase is called Bina. And the third phase is called Zeranpin. Or Shesfirot, 
So either you can call it Zeranpin, or you can call it by the name of the six Sfirot, the six spiritual levels that are included within Zeranpin. Chesed, Vorah, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. Six Sfirot. And the fourth phase is called Malchut. It's also explained. Only, so we are, we have also already explained that only when we're talking about the actual material, only when we're talking about the actual vessel itself, the actual desire to receive, do we use the name of the four phases. We, when we use the language, phase one, phase two, we're talking about the material of the vessel itself, meaning the desire to receive itself and its root. But remember, with these four phases, if we're talking about the fourth, the four phases with the marks of light that are left over from when the light used to be there before the contraction, then. We call them by the names of the ten svirot, Keter, Chochmah, Bina, all the way through to Malchut, which is what we covered last time. And now we're going to explain to you why each one is given the name depending on its situation. The root of everything, meaning the original desire to give that started this entire process, is called Keter. Because it's not dressed within any of these vessels of the emanated. Rather, it surrounds it and crowns it. The, he, the, translate, the literal translation of the word keter means crown. So keter, the level of keter, is the light that surrounds this entire system and crowns it from outside. Crowns all the vessels. So now we have this level of Ketel is from the language of surrounding. It's not within the vessels, it's around them. It crowns them. And the first phase, which is called Chochmah, it's called, it's called Chochmah. The literal translation of Chochmah is wisdom. Because from the level of Chochmah, we draw all the wisdom of the Torah. All the, wis- all the wisdom that we're studying right now. And all of the wisdoms that there ever will be, were, and, and currently are in the world are all drawn from this level of chokhmah, wisdom. What wisdoms are we talking about? Could be science, philosophy, mathematics, Torah. All wisdoms that we have as humans comes from the level of chokhmah. And Rav Ashak tells us that the sages have already defined this term well for us. It says in the Talmud, the sages say there that who is the wise one? One who can see what will be. One who can tell what's going to happen in the future. That's what they say is wise. So what does that mean? When, when this wise person looks at something, 
He's able to see what will come out of it. Klomar, meaning, He knows all the results that will come from this thing. Until the very last thing that will come from it. For example, when someone's when you say that a certain doctor is very wise, what you mean to say is So when, what, do, what do we what do we mean when we say that a doctor is very wise? A doctor is a very good doctor. It means that they look at a specific disease or a specific patient. And they can tell you all the different ways that something will go. It'll get better if you do this. It'll get worse if you do this. If you take this medicine, if you take that medicine, this is how each way will go. That's what, that's what we consider a very wise doctor. And the same thing when, when this doctor looks at a certain medicine. He knows all the different effect, the intended effects and the side effects of a given medicine for the sick person. And the same thing goes for a wise person of nature, or a scientist maybe. That when they look at something in nature, they can see all the effects that it'll have on the environment around it. When a new animal is introduced into an environment that it's not normally there, a very wise nature scientist would be able to tell you what exactly the effects are going to be. And this, it's this way in all of the different wisdoms, meaning in any field, what do we call a wise person in their field? If they're able to tell you all the different ways that something will go. So the entire concept of total wisdom, of being extremely wise, is based on how many different results you can see. And that is what comes from Chokhmah, which is why it's called wisdom. And from here you, here you can know. And now you can understand why we use the term Bina for the third phase. Bina means understanding, literally. The entire power of understanding. In order to see what's going to happen in every detail of a certain thing. <coughs> The understanding to be able to see everything that will come from something, whether it's in things of Torah or in things of, or in worldly physical things, comes from this level of Bina. And that's why it's called understanding. And from Malchut, the fourth phase, is comes this ability to control, to have control over things. That's what comes from Malchut. Why Malchut? Malchut literally translates to kingship. So a king 
rules over rules over his country. The ability to, to rule over things comes from the level of malchut. And the rest of the sfirot, meaning chesed through yesod, we haven't talked about yet. We will talk about them later when the time comes. And if you've been paying attention well, you should have a question. And Rav Ashtar tells you, don't worry about this question. If everything we just said is true, then Bina should come before Chokhmah. Why? We said Bina is the understanding that gives you the ability to see everything that will come from something. So if the understanding gives you the ability to see, that means the understanding coming comes before the ability to see. So why doesn't Bina come before Chokhmah? If the whole point is that the desire and the understanding of something leads you to be able to see what will come of it, all the results, then if the understanding is Bina and the seeing itself is Chokhmah, then the order should be switched. The order in which the worlds were emanated is actually the opposite order in what our natural intuition would be. The Fulfillment of the desire comes before the desire itself. So if the understanding and the desire leads you to see something, then in the spiritual worlds, actually seeing it comes before the desire to see. That's why Chochmah comes before Bina. Because Bina is the desire, the, the understanding to be able to see, and the Chochmah is the actual thing of being able to see, fulfilling that desire. So Chokhmah comes before Bina. And perfection, fulfillment, comes before the desire, before the lack. And this is the way that it develops all the way down to our world, to Malchut, which Ravashlag calls this rotten world. Why rotten world? In this world, we have, we're the closest to the fourth phase of desire, where there, where there is no light. It's all lack. It's all unfulfilled desire. As we go up, that's when the desire becomes fulfilled. The first world that was emanated after the contraction is called Adam Kadmon. Literally translates to primordial man or early man. Ancient man. It's also called the world of Ketel. And the four worlds after it. Atzilut, Briah, Yetzirah, and Asiyah. Emanation 
creation, formation, and action. They are like layers of dressing on top of Adam Kadmon. So again, it's all concentric circles. And even though there's only four, there's only really four steps, meaning the four phases. Within the four phases, there's ten sfirot. So I, until last time, we were talking everything in levels of four. But now we're saying that there's ten sfirot. So we're saying even, yes, there is four levels, but within the four levels, there's ten sfirot. Why? Because Prinagimel, the third phase, which is called Zeranpin or Tiferet, depending on the point of view, within the third phase, you actually have six included, which are Chesed, Guratiferet, Netzachod, and Yesod. And the reason for this will be explained in the right place. And you must know here, the specification that you find in the Book of Formation, which was written by Avraham Avinu, Abraham the Patriarch. When the Book of Formation talks about the ten Sfirot, it says that there are ten and not nine. Meaning, Shmashmenu Bazed teaches us Something extremely important. We've already explained. All of the light that comes from the upper sfirot, from the from the upper light, and even from the even within the circular sfirot, which are all equal. They don't shine to the fourth phase, which is called Malchut. The name Sfira, the name it literally translates to spiritual level, but the name Sfira talks about the light and the vessel together. Like we said before, we all, we only talk in terms of Chesed Vratiferet or Ketach Chochma Bina when we're talking about the light and the vessel together. Meaning that the upper light is now dressed in its proper vessel. But a vessel without light, we don't use the same terminology. Because the word sfira, comes from, it has the same root word, of shining like a bright stone. Sapir in, in Old Hebrew means sapphire or diamond, depending on who you ask. But it, it shines like a bright stone. That's where the word sphira comes from. Why, why this terminology? Because you have the light within the vessel. And because of this, you might have thought, this is not the case, but you might have thought that malchut is not a sfira. Why? Because after the contraction, there's no light coming to the fourth phase. There's no light in the vessel of malchut. The upper light doesn't shine there. 
ולפי כך מדייק בעל ספר יצירה ואומר And that's why it says in the book of formation עשר ספירות הן ולא תשע חס ושלום That there are ten ספירות and not nine כי המלכות נבחנת גם כן מספירה Because מלכות is also called a ספירה Why? ואתה אמרו מחמת שכל התקשרות האור העליון בעשר הספירות The entire tying of the light to all ten of the ספירות היא בייחוד על ידי האור החוזר שהמלכות מעלה בכוח המסך שבאה ממטה למעלה. The whole reason that the light is tied to the first nine ספירות is only because of the אור חוזר, the returning light, that, we, that comes from the screen, the מסך above מלכות, above phase four. Meaning that none of the first nine would get would be able to get any light after the contraction without returning light without Malchut creating this masach over it and sending the light back up and therefore just the opposite of what you might think it's the most important sphira of all ten sphirot Malchut Malchut is the most important sphira of all ten of them כי זולתה לא היה מתקשר האור בתשע הספירות העליונות. Without מלכות, the light would not, would not stay with the first nine. כמבואר, כמבואר שם, like we said earlier. ונחשב משום זה, כמו שהייתה כולה אור. And because of this, מלכות is considered as if it's entirely light. ואבן והתבהר עוד במקומו. And understand this, and it will, it will be explained more in its place. Moving on with the Ari. Dinei ha-pchina ha-mechaberet kol ha-gulim yachad. The aspect that ties all the circles together, all the circular vessels together, hi-inyan kav ha-daka zeh mitpashet min ha-en-sof, comes from this narrow line that comes from the endless. Ve-over ve-yored ve-nimshach mi-gul-e-li-gul, and it passes through and goes down and gets drawn from circle to circle. Ad-siyum tachlit kulam, until, it finished, until we finished all ten circles. And through this line is drawn the light and the sustenance that is needed to sustain all ten of the circular vessels. Perush. So now back to Rabbi Ashlag. Ki b'shara sfirot de'igulim kwa yadata you already know about the ten circular sfirot. So we covered last time that there's an open space in between each of the ten circular sfirot. That distance, that space, is the size of the seven linear sfirot that are on each level. אמנם בעשר הספירות של הקו, but within the ten linear ספירות, אין ביני ההפסק כלל. There is no space in between each of the ten linear ספירות. שמתחילות מאור אינסוף, that start from the endless light, ומתפשטות על הנקודה האמצעית שהיא בחינת דלת. And keep going until the midpoint of that space that opened up, which is called the fourth phase. שנקראת מלכות, which is called מלכות. שאין עוד שום בחינה למטה ימנה, there is nothing below it. כמבואר, like we said before. הרי יש עשר הספירות הראשונות שהתפשטו מאין סוף, 
בסוד קו ישר. So now, when the first ten sefirot came from the endless in this secret of the line, שנקראות גם כן עשר הספירות דאדם קדמון, which are also called the ten sefirot, ten spiritual levels of אדם קדמון, הנה אין ביניהן שום הפסק כלל, there is no stop between them, there is no space. ולפי כך אומר הרב שספירות הקו מחברות גם עשר ספירות דיגולים. And that's why the Ari says that the linear ספירות connect the circular ספירות. כי זין ספירות תחתוניות שבכל ספירה די אושר, מחברות עשר ספירות שבספירה העליונה דיגולים עם עשר ספירות שבספירה התחתונה דיגולים. Because those seven lower linear ספירות are what connects the upper level of Ten circular sefirot to the next lower level of ten circular sefirot. So, what connects the ten circular sefirot of Ketel to the ten circular sefirot of Chokma? The seven linear sefirot in between. Mishum darat eses sefirot de Chokma digulim hamekablot megar de sefirat Chokma diyosher. Since the ten circular sefirot of Chokma. get their light from the top three linear sefirot of Chokhmah. This light must come through the seven linear, this lower seven linear sefirot of Ketel. Because remember, the line has no spaces in between, so all the light is connected. So how does it get to the linear sefirot of Chokhmah? Through the linear sefirot of Ketel. And from there, it goes to sustain the ten sefirot, the ten circular sefirot of Chokhmah. And that's how we see the lower seven linear sefirot connecting the two levels of circular sefirot. And it's the same way between every level of circular sefirot throughout the entire system. The explanation of this line, which is direct light, or straight, or straight light. It's like it's, it's like it's bashing through the roof of the circular sefirot. Meaning what? And it goes through the circles. And is drawn until the end. Until the middle, the midpoint. Remember, we're not talking about physical space or a physical area. In order to understand this, we need to know that you have no revelation of light in any of the worlds. הן בעליונים הן בתחתונים, in the upper worlds or in the lower worlds, שלא יהיה נמשך מאין סוף ברוך הוא that isn't drawn from the endless light. So you can't have a revelation of light that's not drawn from the endless. שלמעלה מצמצום, which is above the contraction, והוא מחויב להשתלשל ולעבור בכל אותם המדרגות והעולמות, and it must pass, it must spread through all of these levels and all of these worlds, 
שנמצאים בין אותו העולם שהמקבל של גילוי האור האמור נמצא בתוכו ובין האינסוף שלמעלה מצמצום. Wherever the light is ending up, between that and the endless, the light must pass through all of the, level of, all of the levels and worlds in between. There's no shortcuts around, there's no you know, teleporter gate, it has to go step by step through every world and every spiritual level until it reaches its destination. And you already know there's no exchange of space in spiritual matters. And because of this, you can't say that this revelation of light, whichever revelation of light we're talking about, this new, this renewed light, that comes through these levels, that it gets exchanged from the first level to the second level as it's passing through. No. You can't say that it's going, that it gets exchanged from the second level to the third. So if you're walking through the house and you're going from room to room, in the physical world we say that you moved from this room to the other. If you want to talk from the room's perspective, the room gave you to the next room. doesn't work like that in spiritual realm. This doesn't work in spirituality at all. There's no exchange of, there's no exchange or movement at all. It stays in it at every level that it passes through. And this concept that it's moving on to the next level, what does it mean in spiritual terms? It's like lighting a candle from another candle. If you haven't tried this before, try it at home right now. Get, get a box of matches, light the matches, light a candle. Then get another candle, light the second candle. Look at the first flame from the first candle to see if it got any smaller. Most of you already know, the flame did not get smaller. This is how light passes through each level on its way to its destination. It doesn't leave anywhere on its way down. It lights every single level like it's lighting a candle. So if something in the world of action, which is the lowest of all the worlds, is receiving light. That means that everything that came before it is also getting light. And through this we find that the light that comes through the straight line must come through the circular vessels. It's not that, it's, it's not that there's a rule that says that it has to go there. It's that in order to get to the end, it has to pass through the circular vessels. And because of this, the circular vessels are now also getting light. Because the circular vessels existed before the line. Because the circular vessels were revealed as soon as the contraction happened. But these linear vessels came afterwards with the linear light that came out of the endless. 
ועל כן הערה זו העוברת ביניהם לא זזה מש, משם לעולם. And therefore the light that passes through there never leaves forever. כמו שאמרנו שאין העדר ברוחני. This is what we mean when we say there is no movement or exchange in the spiritual realms. עוד צריך שתדע, you must also know, שבעניין השתלשלות האור ממקום למקום האמור, this idea of the light moving from one place to another, יש בית בחינות השערה במקומות העברה. There's two concepts of the light staying in a place as it's passing through. Meaning what? בחינה אחת, the first concept, היא השערה בקביעות. Is permanent staying. שפירושה הוא, meaning, שמת, שמתערבת ומתחברת באור הנמצא מכבר מכבר במדרגה ומתייחדים לה אחד, שדומים כמו שהיו מתמיד דבר אחד. That the light that is passing through mixes with and becomes part of the light that's already there in whatever given level we're talking about, and they become one. And it becomes as if they were always one. So it's not that they attach, it's not like taking two Legos, putting them together, but you can still see that they were two Legos. They mix and become one as if they were always one being. So whatever light already was in the vessel, if more light passes through, it becomes more light now, as if it always was like that. Then we have the second, the second concept of when the light stays as it passes through. השערה עוברת temporary staying, meaning what? כלומר, שאינה מתערבת ומתאחדת בבחינת אור המקום לדבר אחד. We're not, it's not, it doesn't have this same mixing effect where it becomes one light. אלא נמצאת שם המצוונית כבחינה מיוחדת לעצמה. It is found there, it becomes its own little entity of light. And this is what Yari is telling us when he says that the light passes through. That this linear light that comes through the circular levels is not through a permanent staying it stays in this temporary way meaning what? That it, it creates its own identity. It doesn't become one with what was already there. Lelamed, they teach us what? Sheena mitarevet im oraigulim livchina echad. It doesn't become one with the circular lights to become, to become this one great entity. Elash nimtzet shama mitsuyenet bevchinata. It retains its own identity. Mezeshe medyekarav bimina veover veaven. And this is why the Ari uses the word veover, that it passes through. And the reason for this is The light that is in the line is before the light that is in the circles. Meaning what? The circular vessels get their light only from the linear light. The linear light is considered more important than the light that is found in the circular vessels. ועל כן, אין הוא מתערב עם אור העיגולים, two lights don't mix. ואור הקו נקרא אור הרוח, ואור העיגולים נקרא אור הנפש. The light of the line is called the light of רוח, 
Remember, we went back when we're talking about just the light, we talk about it in the levels of the soul. What's the lowest level of the soul? Nefesh. Above it is Ruach, then Neshama, then Chaya, then Yechida. So, the light of the line is called the light of Ruach. And the light that's found already in the circular vessels, but just the light itself, not talking about the vessels, is called the light of Nefesh. Another technical day today. But one thing I think we can take away from this is that is this understanding that even though at the very bottom, doesn't actually get its light, it's given the credit for all the light that the, that the other nine sefirot get. Meaning what? Sometimes we don't get what we want. But we really, really, really want it. We've been praying for it for years and it doesn't happen and we think that God just doesn't like us. No. Because of your desire, everything that came above you is getting that light. But sometimes there's a masach above it. What is, so how does that help you? Remember, our entire purpose in this world is to do is to give God a good feeling that he's giving. And God's entire purpose is to do good for us. So if we're not getting it, that means that we can't handle it yet. But the fact that we have the desire, we're drawing that light, and we're benefiting the entire world. Have a great week. Thank you.